Welcome to the Decompression Chamber. I'm your host, Andrea Bryant, Navy veteran, and this week I have my first guest, Rob Kelly, and he served in the Navy as an enlisted man during the first desert storm. So, without further ado... Well, uh, thank you so much for uh, for agreeing to talk to me and just kind of give you a quick quick rundown. Uh, I call the show the decompression chamber because uh, you know decompression tank. <laughs> every every podcast right. has the the word tank in the title. So, uh, <laughs> but yeah, <laughs> the the idea is just to to talk to to other veterans or maybe not veterans, but people who have had family members in the military. Uh, any particular era it doesn't doesn't really matter but uh if it's a different era than say uh during my years of service i'm always interested to hear about their experiences and obviously compare and contrast it with mine uh see if right. uh, see if changes over the years have have made sense have been a detriment and uh kind of mm-hmm. then turn our view to to more the modern military and uh especially if there's a theme that you'd like to cover or, or just kind of see where the conversation carries us. Yeah, that, no, that sounds great. All right, great. So, uh, Rob, why don't you, uh, introduce yourself a little bit and, uh, tell us about, uh, your, your time in the military. Sure. So, hey, Andrew, so my, my name's Rob Kelly. I was, uh, in the military from 1989, 1994. I was, uh, two years, uh, basic training was in San Diego uh, I was a radioman. I left as an E5. Uh, radioman A school was in San Diego as well, right after boot camp. Nice. Uh, then I went to the lovely island of uh, Diego Garcia. All right. To the middle of the Indian Ocean. Middle of the Indian Ocean. Um, I did some traveling when I was a kid, but not as much as this. That's for sure. Oh yeah. And then uh, <laughs> yeah, travel. I mean, basically that's what the military is, right? Travel and you go places and things, see things, experience things. But the um, yeah, after basic training, I, like, again, went to uh, Diego Garcia. I was there for two years, okay. and most people do uh, one year, and then it's isolated duty station. There's not a whole lot around there. Sure. And then uh, with that, if you stay two years, you get a month of leave, so that appealed to me pretty much. So that's what I did. Awesome. And I'm, I'm up from New York. Yeah, so that, that was, the, if you stay two, you did two tours, you got a month, you got a month of leave. Oh, yeah. That's... Which is really yeah, which is pretty amazing, right? Because no, you know, you don't get time off when you're in the military too much. No, so that no. Was nice. They they always play with you and say <laughs> you get thirty days of leave a year, and it's like, and I'm gonna take this win exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's not you just yeah. It's 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 on their time, not your time. So. Exactly. And then um, during the sec during so my first year, uh, they were gearing up. It was Desert Shield at the time, so it was during Desert Storm time. Um, but Dutch, they were still doing Desert Shield, so they were protecting the people at the time. Mm-hmm. And then uh, I knew something was, you know, something was brewing up. They were kind of getting ready for something. Mm-hmm. And then um, during my month off, I was in, I was on Long Island. I lived in Babylon at the time with my family. And then uh, I had come back from if you, PC Richard still exists, so getting a t- new TV for everybody. <laughs> and uh, as, I'm, as when I got home, we didn't have any iPhones back then. We barely had pagers back then, you know. Sure. So the uh, there was no cell phone. It was barely, you know, it was just barely the technology wasn't there yet. Mm-hmm. And then um, I got a call. My mom got a, received a call from a commander at the naval base in Brooklyn, saying they needed me back. Oh <laughs> so, boy. Because I ran, yeah. Because I ran. I so my month got 
cut into two weeks. And then I had to go back because me and three other people ran this computer system. Um, you know, it's all classified and everything. But anyway, so the, um, it was, there was only uh, three of us and they were getting ready. They were getting ready. So um, I had to get back. So I get back and then um, not my first watch, but my second watch, uh, the Desert Storm orders came through. Oh, wow. So that's pretty, that was pretty amazing. Yeah. So I, was, I had a top secret clearance for five years. Wow. Um, the message came in. Uh, they cleared everybody out. My supervisor goes, hey, we go by our last names, as you know, right? So, mm-hmm. um, hey, Kelly, Kelly, is the uh, is that it? I'm like, uh, yep. <laughs> <laughs> came, right, came, came right from the president at the time. Uh, they were going to des- change over from Desert Shield to Desert Storm. Wow. Pretty exciting. Oh, yeah. And then, uh, and unfortunately, the message, uh, remember, the technology back then was based on satellites. And it was more, it was a pretty archaic system compared to what we have now at the moment, you know, what we have at the moment. Oh, sure. But the, um, yeah, so it came in, I mean, to give you an example, the computer system, the floppy drive, uh, about the size of a, a printer at the moment, you know, like a home printer. Yeah. That yeah. was the size of the floppy, that was the size of the floppy drive back then. So wow. It was, uh, it was pretty funny. Yeah, um, yeah. Amazing how technology changes. Be funny if we were still oh, yeah, using I, it, I, but. <laughs> oh yeah, absolutely right. So, uh, so the uh, so it came in, which was uh, which is pretty amazing. I had uh, it, it came in a couple of times because the satellites weren't uh, syncing up, so we had to turn on another system, and that that bailed, that bailed us out, which is pretty good. So um, it was just me and my supervisor. The message came in. It was about four hundred pages or so. Wow. Um, had to sign each page. Yep. Had to sign each page. And then two guys from the Air Force Base uh, just put our initials on it, you know? Yeah. Uh, but basically, that's just, yeah, basically, that's where uh, CIA and, and intelligence wanted the, um, where they wanted the bombs dropped. Wow. That's what it was. So that was pretty amazing, you know, seeing that, and, you know, you go into war and you, you have pretty much a big impact on it, right? So that, that was pretty yeah. amazing to sign all that. Um, yeah. The, um, Two guys from the Air Force came over because that's where the air, the bombers were. Mm-hmm. They came over. They did the same thing in, in radio space that I did, and then um, they signed it also. And that was it. We went off to uh, went off to war basically. So uh, after that, I did a I did a ship tour. So I was there for two years, and then from '92 to '94, '93 and a half, something like that. I was on the USS Elliot out of San Diego, the destroyer. Oh, Back to San Diego. You got uh, all the great duty stations yeah, while you're in. Yeah, I got, <laughs> yeah. You know what? I got all San Diego. San Diego. Yeah. Uh, I got I got pretty good. I can't I can't complain about the locations. I mean, it's it's, it's almost impossible. Yeah. Uh, the birthing. Um, I, I, I'm trying to remember what your your background was. If you did a, any ship tours or anything. No, um, no. I uh, I worked around ships. I was never on a ship. I I drove small okay. security boats. So. Oh, all right. Okay. So the birthing areas on these destroyers, uh, you know, it's like 300, 400 people. Oh, yeah. And then the, uh, it was, we had the racks and everything. I could send you pictures later, but uh, the racks were three tier. Um, as you progressed in the military, you got either the top bunk or the middle bunk. Sure. Uh, I, start, I started with the top bunk because I was an E4. Okay. Uh, I got the middle bunk, uh, or no, the, the bottom bunk E4, the middle bunk was an E5. And the low man on the toting pole because he had to climb up and hold on to something to get up there. Sure. Uh, that was the C- That was the uh, E two, E three. You know, things like that. Oh yeah. But it was 
it was great. You know, listen, I, I wouldn't change it for anything. Um, so anyway, did my ship tour. Uh, we did a Westpac. Mm-hmm. So that's the Western Pacific Rim, um, you know, Guam, Singapore, Thailand. Yeah. Uh, Australia, Australia twice, Perth and Sydney. Okay. Um, and then we went straight to Hormuz, and now, which is pretty amazing. Um, when we came up to Straits of Hormuz, it was exactly a year later after Desert Storm. And the oil oh, fields, yeah. if I was, yeah, they were still burning. That wow. Was a year a later. A year later. A year, a year later, the oil fields were still burning. If I didn't see it, I would not have believed it. it it's well, one of yeah. those things. And it, it's such a, a weird aspect of like the impact of war and just how long that right. that continues on. I mean, one one yeah. small little aspect that yep. that just keeps going. That's that's amazing. A year later, still fire. Wow. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. So it was uh, yeah, it's quite the experience. Um, then yeah, so I went to. I was on yes, yeah, so I was on the ship. I was in. I went to. Forgot where I was. Oh, so uh, Diego Garcia. Then uh, ship tour, and then I spent the last. I was up playing. I was playing tennis with the uh, with the ship. We were in uh, Portland Rose Festival. So basically, you know, we we were outboard of other ships, and okay. you can go check. You know, the public could go on check them out. So like Fleet Week is going on right there in New York. So same thing. Okay. Yeah, uh, we yeah. did it. Yeah, we did the Portland Rose Festival. So, and I was playing uh, tennis with the XO, and they called my name. I had to go back to the ship. It was something with the Desert Storm orders. I can't really talk about still sure. to this day. But, sure. But basically, I, I can't. Basically, I can't watch uh, Jag and all those other shows because I was the low man on the totem pole getting grilled. <laughs> but that's Is another it- story. Isn't that amazing? I remember watching Jag growing up and just thinking it was the greatest show ever. And I caught an episode the other day, and I'm like, "This is trash. <laughs> Why did I ever yeah, watch yeah. this?" <laughs> as we as we get older, we tend to things. You know, the reality sets in, right? It must so be. That's uh, yeah. So that that's what was that? I mean, listen, I, I can't. And I, ironically enough, where the coal guy hit, I was at that same. We we were there at that same port. Because yeah. I wasn't done the destroyer, the call was a destroyer. We were parked right there, um, not not two years before. Wow. Something, something like that. Two three years before, I remember when the call got hit. We were right there. Wow. So that was a bad neighborhood that you go into, right? And everybody's playing chess. So you know we're getting to the, you know, Russia's up there. We're there. Mm-hmm. Iraqis. You know, everybody's there. They're just playing chess with each other. That's what's going on, and that's what's going on right now, as you can tell. You know. Oh yeah. Yeah. Everybody just kind of, unfortunately, I, I'll be honest, I'm just waiting for my phone to go off, you know, <laughs> they're going to allow, they're going to tell everybody that something's about, you know, going on, right? I, you know, we don't want that. Um, yeah, it does seem that way, we, like we're just, just waiting. We, it's almost yeah, like that call yeah. is going to be an inevitability. Right. I, I think it's just, unfortunately, I think it's just going to happen. I, 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 I don't want it. Nobody wants it. Right. right. Oh, and, yeah. you know, it's just... It's, it's a sad, it's a sad state of affairs, and you know it's, it's unfortunate what happened. I mean, we, I was in my time with Desert Storm and Desert Shield, and we were protecting people, and we were doing the right thing, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. And that's what it's all about. And what's going on right now? It's just someone else is making the calls, you know. It, and yeah. that's, um, yeah, it's just it's it, it's it's unfortunate. Um, you know, I, I hope nothing happens, like I was saying. But being in the military, you just there's too many there's too many red flags. Uh, yeah, too many of them. Yeah, you know? it's just you kinda... too, I mean, I'm sure you see. 
yeah, it, it's, it's on the back, you know, when, 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 uh, Russia did what they did, that was a big, pro- that's a big problem, you know? Yeah, ab- absolutely. And, uh, you know, I, I don't have, uh, too many opinions on the conflict one way or the other. Yeah. Um, you know, I've, right. I've certainly taken more of a stance of, of non-involvement. And I think, you know, a big right. thing that would separate this from like your time with, uh, with Desert Shield and Desert sure. Storm is, you know, right. then there is a lot of public support for, yes, you know, this, this right. bigger nations messing with the smaller yep. nation where I think we just have war fatigue. I mean, we just ended Afghanistan right. after two decades yeah. last right. year. I mean, we're not ready to, to hop into something else and especially right. just the change in warfare is going to be yeah. insane. Yep. Um, you know, facing a, a conventional modern military versus yep. the insurgencies over, over the last two decades is, uh, that is not going to be an easy transition at all. And, uh, I don't no, know. Not at all. I don't, I don't know that our military has a whole lot of experience from that because that was a big change too, going yeah. to fight the global war on terrorism, going from, you know, having prepared for all these conventional military games <laughs> during, right. during the cold war. And then after the fall of Soviet union, it was like, well, now what? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Right. So. No, it's, it's so, it's so true what you're saying, right. You know, it's a different, it's a different animal this time around. Yeah. And it, and it's just, you know, again, me too. Listen, I hope, I hope nothing happens, but there's just too many flags. Yeah, and yeah. It's just, That's it's just the inevitability of it, one way or another. Some, you know, something unfortunate is going to happen, and that's it's going to be another red flag, right? Right. Anyway, but all that good stuff. But it's um, but yeah, but as far as like technology wise and everything, I can tell you. So a friend of mine was uh, um, uh, an A. I forgot what his, I forgot what his rank was. The rank doesn't even exist anymore. Like the rate. <laughs> oh yeah. My rate doesn't. Ex- my rate's gone. Mine's a computer, and that makes sense because that's what I do now, right? Sure. Um, I've, I've been done nothing but computers for the last 20-some-odd years or so. Okay. And, um, yeah, because I handle IT projects for, for the health system up in New York. I've just been working remote because of COVID for two years. Oh, that's, and, um, but the, but that's great. Yeah, so it's um, – but so the technology, to give you an idea, so a friend of mine goes, hey, we got a new satellite. You want to check it out? You have the clearance. And I was like – I was on Diego Garcia at the time. Uh-huh. I was like, yeah, I want to see this thing. So sure. uh, I got in, got the brand new satellite they got hanging up there. Mm-hmm. And it was, um, we go in and it goes, okay, of course you can't, you know, say, no, no problem. I mean, this is 20, it's, it's a long time ago. But he goes, the technology's been there. But, but even so, even back then, I go into this, I go into this area and I'm looking at what's on the screen. I was like, is that a license? Is that a Florida license plate? <laughs> it was. <laughs> They're looking at the Florida license plate, and we're in the middle of the Indian Ocean, and that's how the technology was even back then. Wow, wow. That's so if you can think about impressive. that for a second, even back, you're right. I mean, it's a you know you need the satellite to do that, obviously, but but that's the tech. That's what that technology was. That was a military technology, right? Right. right. Not the consumer technology, obviously, right? But that's what it was back then. Who knows what it is now, you know? Oh, absolutely. Just, because you know, just, it, I, I think, cause it's not a linear progression for technological advancement. I right. mean, it's very much a, an exponential growth type yeah. deal. So, yep. yeah, something like that absolutely. 25, 30 years ago is going to be mind-boggling right. today. Right. Yeah, it's just I couldn't imagine. I remember I was when I was, did the Fleet Week, I think, two years ago. I went to check out the new Destroyer in Brooklyn. Mm-hmm. And I was with a group of people, and then there was a, a first class showing everybody around. And I'm like, 
And I'm like, hey, I'm probably military. You mind if I hang back? No, no, stay back with us. Stay back with us. So cool. I was chit-chatting with him. And he's been there for 20 years. And I was like, wow, has anything changed? He goes, not much, but the technology. I was like, yeah, that I can see. You know? Oh, absolutely. As much as they could show us, as much as they could show us because it was a new destroyer, I was like, I would love to come on. Would they let me on even though I'm prior? So they would let you on if you wanted to come back and, you know, take a look. Oh, I neat. was like, you know what, maybe I'll, maybe I'll set something up. So I never did, but um, – but it was nice that they would do that. You know, let, I want to see what the difference is, you know, what, what's, you know, what's, what was enhanced sure. and everything. And I was working in the radio room and on the destroyer, half the stuff was coming out of, um, uh, Farmingdale actually. No kidding. <laughs> so that was, yeah. So all the crypto gear and the technology, a lot of it came out of, uh, Farmingdale. It was pretty, it was pretty amazing. Oh, go figure. Uh, cause, yeah. Yeah, because I was kind of from the air. It's from Grumman, basically. That's where it was all coming from. Sure, sure. And then, uh, yeah, it was just just amazing where the technology is for then and now. And, you know, and that's what he was telling me. He says he was a different rate. But when I was talking to the first class and he goes, I goes, I go, I guess the uniforms, yeah, they, they changed over a few years, you know. Go, <laughs> Some just, of them. I don't know what the hell the Navy's doing yeah, with their fashion that, choices. I know, I know. Lately, I saw I saw one recently. I'm like, wow, that's a big change, you know. I, yeah, they're ridiculous. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Oh yeah, the, yeah. The, I don't. Know. The dress uniforms kind of have stayed the same, but the the service uniforms yeah. are different. Um, yeah. And the working uniforms are just stupid. You know. <laughs> right. Like, right. Yeah. Yeah. It, I don't know what they did. I don't know. I don't know where they got that from. But you know what? You might as well have just kept it. You know. I mean, I know they want to change, and you know, they're all about change sometimes. And that, that's all well and good, but as long as the, you know, because uh, when I saw that, when I saw them release, it was it last year? I think it was last year, right, or a year before, something like that. Uh, yeah. And then I should right, maybe within the next couple of years, I guess. Yeah. So uh, within the past few years, but I saw the change. I'm like, wow, I'm almost glad I'm not. In, you know? Oh yeah, it, <laughs> it's just sick. like. You know, because you, you go to boot camp, you get issued your sea bag and your uniforms. Right. All that shit yep. is supposed to fit in yep. there. And it's like, what am I supposed to do right. with these 19 uniforms? I mean, <laughs> Yeah, right. I, I, I saw that. Everybody's getting all this stuff. I still have my sea bag, actually. I still have it. Oh, that's awesome. I have a, I have a couple of, yeah, I have a couple of bins where I kept uh, I kept everything in my Navy career. Everything's there. I still have it. Yeah. I have I, the, the, the letters. Sorry, guys. Oh, no, I, I was just going to say, I, I have, I'm coming away with kind of more of a, a cynical view of the military. I mean, one of those things where I'm not, yeah. I'm not sorry by any means that I did it. I just kind of wish I, I had right. a different perspective or, or something like that. Right. But, uh, but yeah, I think parting with my uniform is going to be tough to do, even though, you know, stuff like, uh, you know, maybe rank tabs or, you know, hey, a blouse right. top or whatever yeah. else might be useful to my junior guys. It's like, no, nah, this is, this is for me. <laughs> Even if it just sits there in a drawer. <laughs> it was funny that when I did a friend of mine when I was up in New York, because I'm in Florida at the moment, but when I was up in New York two years ago before COVID, my friend's kid was in the Cub Scouts. So they were doing a thing and they wanted anybody uh, prior military. And I said, hey, would you mind coming in and bringing all your Navy? I said, no, no, not at all. Sure. So I got everything done. I got all my Navy uniforms together, brought it in, and just, you know, basically sold my career and how I was doing it, you know, how what happened after that, before that, and after that, and then what I saw, what I, you know, things of that nature, but, you know, listen, I wouldn't, I wouldn't change it for, you know, from my experience, I wouldn't have changed it for anything, you know? Yeah. I, I yeah. think it, it did me, it did me well. I had, I know a lot of people didn't have a great experience. I got my friend's kid. He's in right now. Yeah. He's not having a good experience. He's trying to get out. Uh, he, he, he didn't do well on the ASVAB, and I told him, you got to do good on your ASVAB. 
you know? Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, because that, that, that change, that gives you, you know, your choice of what you can do. Absolutely. Um, but he, he, he's, he's doing a color guard somewhere in Alabama, I think, something like that. That's not what he wanted. I was like, I told you, you had to do good on your ASVAB. Everything's based on that. Doesn't mean you can't change it. You know, sure. you can go, you can strike for something else. I mm-hmm. think they still do that. I got I, I think he said that you can still strike for stuff. So, yeah, yeah. you know, that was, that's all well and good. Yeah, I don't know how... Um, but he, yeah. I don't know how easy it is to, to cross rate nowadays, but yeah, I'm, I'm sure right. once he's in, he could retake the ASVAB or whatever else, open up some other options and, and put a package yeah. in. But um, that's, that is one thing that kind of amazes me about the Navy is you always hear about them harp on, on how much money they spent on training you, but then inevitably they, right. they use you for something else. I mean, I, <laughs> yeah, completely, yeah. Are you gonna, they do all that basic training and do all their radio man training. And all of a sudden I'm doing a color guard. How did that happen? You know? I, exactly. I, stuff like that. Yeah. Well, I'm, I mean, for me, I ended up doing my own thing. You know, I, I ended up yeah. going the right path, but, how easily that could have changed where, oh, we have too many radio men right now. You know? Exactly. So yep. we got we to put this group, um, you know, how they do color guard and go to the baseball games and go to the football games. And, you know, that yeah, would have killed me. <laughs> yeah. I mean, <laughs> you know? not, you know, on paper, not a bad gig, but if it's not really what you want to be right. doing, it's, it's a problem. Yeah. And um, I, I ended up being in security, which somehow translated to driving security boats. And so that, that was okay. my active duty time, which, which was, I mean, I didn't didn't love it, but I was good at it. And uh, right. then when I went reserves, there's no boats to drive, so I kind of had to to relearn some of the stuff I learned in A school, which which was fine. And then here in in the last my last two years of reserve duty, they moved me to a logistics unit, and I have no idea what's going on. <laughs> it's just just. And I'm ludicrous. sure you know what most people. Yeah, and then you have to learn from you know you have to learn from somebody, right? Because that's what we all do. Oh, absolutely. And then you learn the higher rank and maybe they don't even know what's going on and that's a good possibility yeah no that's a question i'm afraid to ask so (laughs) right (laughs) gonna go the ignorance is bliss route no that's that's a good point and then i I did i did actually go to c school that was the hardest school i've in my life i've ever been to i've been to a lot of really technology schools and server schools and everything else the c school now what was great about radium and c school i would have to give one more year so that's why i did five years Mm-hmm. And then um, it automatic pay grade upgrade. Oh, fantastic! So when I left, yeah. So at the time I was an E four, I was an E three. Mm-hmm. I wanted to be an E four before I hit the ship. I knew I had to be an E four before I hit the ship. Sure. And just because time and everything, it's not enough time to be E four in two years. You have to do at least three or more. You know. Right. Um, right. Just because I just because I went in. So and I did two years of college, even though I didn't. I didn't, you know, maybe, but I should have, that time should have counted. And when they did the recruitment, they didn't, they didn't do that. So that uh, was, I was still mad. At them. I was still mad at them for that. Trust me. Oh, Cause yeah. I should have been in at least, I should have been in E3 going in. Oh yeah. Two years ago. Yeah. Like, oh yeah. Two years. That's way over 30 credits. Right. Exactly. And yeah. I should have, yeah, I should have been an E3 easy. And then would have been, that was, that should have been the plan. I was like, well, no, you can't. I was like, well, you know, maybe I was, double thinking you know i was thinking it over i was like um because all my uncles were in vietnam talk about a different time oh, and yeah. then he said hey yeah he said hey they should be giving you e3 at least oh yeah so i went talk to them and, and then they said no I said, i'm just gonna do it and yeah. then you know it, it's okay it's kind of a hindsight kind of thing you know so i should have been e4 before i left and then the c7 that would have put me as an e5 
because okay. I passed that, right? So, sure. And then that would the C7 would have been done that. So I would have been E5 when it shipped, but I was an E4, and that's okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I did, we you know, we crossed the equator. I remember we did all that. The so shellback ceremony. Got on my hands. Yeah, did the shellback, yep. Did uh, cross the equator, did the shellback. Uh, there's a picture of me, and you can, you know, um, sucking the cherry out. <laughs> that was <a> guy. <laughs> there's not supposed to be any big guys on a ship, and it was the biggest guy, and he worked. He was an MS cook, right? Yeah, so, and, of course. Because you're supposed to have a certain, uh, you know, BMI, right? So uh-huh. yeah. uh, you're, supposed, you're supposed to have all that. As much as it was, it was kind of strict, kind of loose on the ship because we're too busy working for the most part. I mean, you couldn't work out anywhere, you know, so it was kind of limited. Um, stuff like that. Right. But the, um, yeah, I did the shell back. I walked around, um, got hit with the shillelaghs like everybody else. You can't do that now, but back then you did. Yeah. Um, yeah. you know, it, it hurt, <laughs> but it was fine. I mean, you know, listen, it's part of it. That's tradition. Yeah. Well, and it's a brotherhood, you know, you know not a brotherhood, yeah. but you know, a more camaraderie, you know, kind of a thing, as you know. Exactly. And it's, uh, yeah. So that was, yeah, quite a bit quite a bit of the military so you know what um my experience was completely different from yours and and my like i said my friend's kid is a color guard which he sees his ships go out every once in a while and is like jesus you know <laughs> i don't know if he's thinking and he's doing two years so he, at least he did that he did two years sure sure you couldn't do two years when i went in you couldn't do that i don't know if you could do two years when you were in but i couldn't do two years when i was in yeah I, now, I yeah I'm, I'm almost positive with uh well yeah with all all branches you have uh it's well technically minimum eight years, but you do four years of active and then you're in the IRR for four years. Wow. Okay. Uh, right. Which, yeah, your name's just on a list. It doesn't really mean anything. Yeah. Um, so yeah. The I, army. I went. I did that through. Yeah. The army will let you do two years. I think as little as okay. like fifteen months, but then like your IRR right. until you hit that eight-year mark. Um, right. Gotcha. But uh, yeah, so I did IR. Yeah, I did IR. They just had. They just. Once a year, they check to make sure if I was still at this address, you know, kind of thing. Exactly. Um, that, that was in that, the current phone number, stuff like that. I, that's all I remember receiving from them. And then they, then I got a release uh, four years after, so that was '98. I got a release. Okay. And then, then 9/11 hit, right? Three years later, unfortunately. Wow. Um, yeah, I saw I saw that firsthand. I was uh, I was working for Bear Stearns and MetroTech in Brooklyn, and uh, oh wow. Yeah, I happen. I happen to see all of it. Uh, we were right across. Yeah. We were right across the river. Yeah, I saw the whole thing. Oh yeah. You're and then once right there. Yeah. Yep, oh, it was right God. there. And then yeah, it was it was it was pretty horrible. I uh, lost a cousin, unfortunate second cousin. Oh man. Uh, little wife and three kids. Yeah, the building he went up and the building came down. Oh uh, God. Fire, fire, fire. I mean, yeah. How terrible. It, it was just it was just horrible. Uh, a friend of my my friend's brother uh he worked for Cantor fitzgerald that's the one they kept showing the time clocks from mm-hmm. and you know they, they had no closure no one had closure on anything you know stuff like that that was it was horrible oh yeah yeah uh, it, was a horrible, it was a horrible time uh, and abso- then absolutely and then you know i always thought it was payback from what we did for the desert shield desert storm i thought that was payback at least in my mind that's what it was mm-hmm. it always felt, it always felt kind of like that yeah but, you know who knows um, yeah, the, um, I, I would share a similar view. Um, I mean, it didn't, didn't come out of nowhere. I mean, we're, you know, we've been right. foreign interventionists for, for quite some time. And I, I think yep. Osama bin Laden actually said that in, in particular was, you know, for 
intervening and everything else yeah. and that you know and the plan of 9-11 wasn't like that the attacks themselves would bring down the u.s but that we would then sink ourselves into foreign intervention and spend ourselves into oh, yeah. debt and it's like oh wow that was that was some amazing foresight on his part wow we're uh seem to be on track with right? that yeah uh yeah really, yeah, really terrible it's... stuff now when when the attacks happened i were you you said you're at bear stearns but were you thinking about yeah going back in or you you know those days were behind you i i wasn't i wasn't thinking going back in i i think what it was was the um there's nothing i could do right so it's, sure. it's you feel it's a lot of help it's a lot of help yeah. so what i did i attempted to drive back in because my mom because my mom my uncle went back in he was when the bombers tried to hit it the first time mm-hmm. um before 2001, I think it was 94. I forgot what year it was. It was right, right after Desert Storm. Or 93, right? Yeah. So during it, uh, they tried to get it. The first, and then my uncle was the one that was on TV all the time because he was the, the captain that was there at the time. Oh, wow. So, and he was, yeah, he was going underneath to find out what was going on where the bomb, you know, where they were trying to bomb it, right? Mm-hmm. And then a, a slab came down on him. But luckily, uh, it just caught him a little bit. And he, he suffered some injuries from it, but he was okay. Good. You know, and he was um, going through. Yeah, so he was okay after that. Wow. But, um, but yeah, so he got a lot of, you know, history with that. And then, but to see it with your own eyes. And then a friend of mine, I was, I had a computer lab and I came up, I was a 10 to 6 guy. And the first plane had already hit. And then when I came in, I, people running out of the building in Metrotech and just blank stares, nothing, nobody saying nothing. Wow. And I went by security and security is like, what's going on? He's like, we don't know. We we mean you don't know. Your security you should know what's going on. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, so I get, I get up to my lab and no one's just no one's saying anything. It's so you know everybody was in shock. You know. Sure. And then I go up to the I go up to my computer lab and we had a bunch of we had a little TV and people were all in there. It's like no one's supposed to be in there really. Just IT guys like myself and because we had equipment and stuff. And, but anyway, so I go in there and all of a sudden the second plane hit. I was oh, like, God. whoa, is that real? Is the key that's real? I was like Jesus, and then a friend of mine called me, and he's uh, just out. He's uh, he calls me up, and he goes, he called me, he's Russian, so he goes, Bobby. He says, you believe this? I'm like, no. He goes, because he had his he's had a corner office on I think the 30th floor or something. Um, that was the top. That was the highest the building went mm-hmm. over there. It was like 30 stories. And he goes, I got to see this. I'll be here. No, no, you don't want to see it. No, I got to see it. It's in my backyard. I got to see it. Oh, so I went up there and I come out. I come out of the elevator. Everybody's running towards the elevator. He goes, "You don't want to see this." I'm like, "No, I got a military. I got to see this." Yeah. So yeah. I walk. I saw it, and then I was watching it with them. They were all ready to leave. He goes, "No, we got to get out of here." I was like, "No, I want to see this." And yeah. then when the first thing, first building went, I knew the second one was going to go. So that was it. Oh yeah. And yeah. That was it. We all went in the elevator and, and left. And then it was so surreal going back to. So um, they allowed it. You know, everything happened. Um, went to the, they, the trains came on, remember the phones were down, you know, the, uh, the trains came on and cause they cut everything. They shut everything down just in case we didn't know what else was going to happen. You sure. Know? Yeah. You just don't know. Yeah. It's like going over there and, you know, in Ukraine and stuff, you don't know what's going to happen. You have no idea. Exactly. And then, um, unfortunately, and then, so trains came on, we all went, you know, we started going home. You could hear a pin drop on the train going back from Brooklyn to uh, Jamaica, the hub over there in Jamaica. Mm-hmm. Oh, and yeah, then, huge. Uh, 
Got down, yeah, right, exactly. So that's the way it used to go. So going to Jamaica, I get to, get to the train station, and they're pouring water over people that have all the soot and stuff from the buildings. Wow. It was horrible. Oh, yeah. It was horrible. You still couldn't hear, you still couldn't hear a pin drop. It was just nobody saying anything. And I, then the trains went. I went home. I didn't watch TV, nothing. I just watched movies. I, I no, and that's, I didn't wanna, that's yeah. interesting that you say that because, I, I mean, I grew up in California, so, you know, geographically right. is about as removed as you can be from from the 9-11 <laughs> attacks and right. still be right. in the U.S., and, uh, sure. and, you know, I remember that day, you know, obviously we're, we're watching the news in school. I mean, I, I saw it on the news before I even left for school that day. Right. And, uh, you know, we're all kind of wondering, you know, what's going on and everybody's, everybody's talking about it. And, you know, of course, high school students are the least informed, you know, theoretically sentient right. human beings on the face of the planet. And, uh, <laughs> talking about during tennis yeah. practice. So by the time I got home, same thing. I, I just wanted to just turn my brain off and watch TV. And it's I, every single channel yep. ceased yep. their programming and put on, you know, some sort it was yep. comedy central and all of them. <clears throat> and yeah. so that probably yeah. would, I was, but I was of the same mindset where it's like, I need to take my mind off this. Like I'm overloaded. Yep. We'll come back to this. I tomorrow. just started, yeah. I started watching movies, whatever I had on DVD. I was just watching it, you know? Uh, DVDs um, in 2001. Know, I wasn't that well off. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, it was there. It was, uh, you know, I mean, that's what it, or VH, it could have been VHSs for what I remember, you know, VHS, DVD. Right. And right. I just watched whatever I could find. I watched anything other than everybody made sure they were okay. Everybody was out. Uh, my brother's wife always wanted to work in the city. She was working two blocks. She, she was there a week. Wow. 9 11 happened. She, she, she made it out fine. Everything good. But, she will not go near the city. If they have to drive through the city, they won't. She won't go near it. Wow. Oh yeah. To, I, to I, this day, she won't go near it. Oh, I would. Uh, I would consider myself similarly cursed or yeah. <laughs> un- unlucky yeah. and, and avoided as well. Yeah. Good oh, goodness. I know. I know. Ugh. And then the, um, you know, so I know we just kind of went all everywhere. Went from military to nine eleven. <laughs> but I mean, that is such um, a central point. Of, around which we, you know. we document our lives. I mean, pre nine eleven, post nine eleven, it's it's such a watershed moment. Sure. Um yep. huge huge thing to cover and especially, you know, having had your experience Desert Shield, Desert Storm and you know yep. and your the implications that might have had towards the nine eleven attacks materializing. I mean it's all all very, very relevant stuff. Um, oh yeah. Now, I, I did have a couple of follow-up questions uh, with, with your time sure. in. Um, so you're from uh, Long Island originally, right? Right. right. So yep. how, how did you manage to, uh, to get boot camp in San Diego? Is that, that because you're, that's where your A school was? They just wanted to keep you centrally I located? I think that's what it was. So radio, I think at the time, I mean, I'm sure they, you know, it, talk about a small world. Um, down here where I'm at, my mom's in the villages. Some, she had some health issues. Some down here for a year. Okay. Um, just rented a place, but this is—it's completely—it's all military, which is pretty amazing. And the, the the irony of this is, somebody I've been talking to for like the five six months playing trivia—it's kind of big down here. So I go play trivia at a local sports sports bar. Turned out, he would have been my radium and C C seven instructor if I was there just a year prior. Wow, it, it is a small yeah. navy. I that is absolutely yeah. true. Yeah amazing like he would have been there 
but yeah, so I think because I know they do, you know, Great Lakes, so as we call it, Great Mistakes, right? <laughs> um, exactly. They do the, Nor- the Norfolk one, I'm not going to repeat that, you know, what everybody calls that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then uh, No F Virginia, that's what it was called, right? Yeah. Uh, that's Yeah, that's what we called it. And um, But yeah, and there was nothing in Florida, you know, things of that. So I guess... I guess it just came probably came down to availability, and it just happened to be San Diego. You know, okay. I think that's all it was. Oh, that's... Um, there wasn't, you know, I didn't know anybody, you know, things of that, nothing like that. Right, right. Um, but I just, yeah, so I just went there for that. And, um, yeah, so uh, everything was out of San Diego. Uh, I had a, I shared an apartment with some uh, shipmates at the Mission Beach, I think it was, Mission Beach or Pacific Beach, one of the two beaches. Yeah. They were right next to each other. Uh, yeah, um, oh, that's I remember great. Yeah, I remember doing that. I spent a lot of time there, and then uh, went to Old Town a lot over by where the where the convention center is now, where Comic Con is. Uh-huh. Um, there's that bar right across there. That's the Top Gun bar. That's the <laughs> oh, I was trying to remember Kansas City Barbecue. It's still there. Oh, that's fantastic. So someone told me. Well, yeah, someone's still there. Awesome. Um, I was trying to get you know. There's a lot of you know, again you know different experiences, different you know different times. Yeah. And it was. Uh, uh, what else? And then everybody else had cars. I had a car there, but it died on me, so I sold it. <laughs> you know? and it was, yeah, car troubles it was just, it seemed was, to plague military members more so than any other group. Yeah, it was so, it was so crazy. I had an 81 Z28 at the time, and it um, was gorgeous on the outside, but that engine just didn't didn't want to do it anymore. Good grief. And uh, it finally just locked up on me, and uh, I sold it to one of my ship uh, one of my shipmates, actually, and he was actually... Um, he loved the car and he wanted to just rip out the engine, which he did, put something else in, all that good stuff. Oh, well. But, uh, Mash made in heaven. But yeah, man. pretty man. <laughs> so, did you. But hey, I, I. Yeah, I'm sorry, go ahead. Oh, I was going to say, did you join the Navy right out of high school then? Oh, so I did. Uh, I, did I was two years out of uh, college. I was at Queensboro Community College. Oh, that's right. Yeah, you said I was there. two years. Yeah, okay. no, that's fine. I was, there, um, I was there for two years. Um, I was going for a computer science degree. I, for some reason, for whatever, this in, into the second year, I thought there'd be more to it than just sitting behind a desk and stuff. And I, I was always a go-getter, so I didn't really – I saw where my life was going. I didn't really care for it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, uh, some people, it's for them. And it turns out I ended up liking it anyway later on in life. But at that time, I didn't. Yeah. I didn't yeah. want to be stuck behind a computer system that wasn't me. So I did. Uh, I did start doing Japanese gardens with my uncle. <laughs> and, really? Uh, yeah, worked in mid, uh, worked in Brooklyn and maybe a couple of places in the city. Mm-hmm. Uh, just basically, I was just a strong guy, strong man, kind of moving rocks and plants and stuff. And he designed them. Okay. And uh, he says, "What are you, says? What are you gonna do? You can't do this all your life." I was like, "No." So why don't you join the military? It's like you know, it's not a bad idea. Uh, yeah. And he goes. Uh, your, your sister is driving me crazy. I was like, which is my mom. <laughs> so I oh, know. Yeah. And uh, she goes, you know, it's not a bad idea. So I, I went and talked about it with my mom. She goes, it's not a bad idea. Everybody, all my brothers went, which is my uncles. Mm-hmm. They all Vietnam at the time. That They don't, they still don't talk to, they still won't talk about it. There's one remaining. Yeah. Uh, he'll, he'll talk about it every once in a while, but even still no one talks about it. Yeah. You know, they oh, just, well, how can I know. Yeah. It's almost, yeah, there's nothing good. There was nothing good about it. Yeah. Um, you know, he felt protecting the people, but at the same time, you know, you heard all the horror stories. Of course. But that's it. Um, yeah. But, yeah, so I ended up just going in, and then, you know, it just kind of worked out. So, I, you know, two years at Queensboro, that was the end of that. <laughs> um, went to the Navy five years later, got out, 
Um, I ended up getting into television a little bit, but uh, we save that for another time. That's another hour. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, I, I would uh, love to, to have you back on. And um, yeah, I uh, sincerely appreciate you coming on and, and sharing no, your story no and experience. Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, we always say, you know, we, ever see, we see everybody down here and say thank you for your service. Of course, to you, thank you for your service as well. Thank you for your you service, know, Rob. And, Oh, thank you. And, you know, it doesn't matter what I know people down here, they did a year and she was a medic and she didn't like, you know, she didn't like it. So I guess, I'd say it to her anyway. So listen, it doesn't matter what you did. Yeah. The fact that you did, it's the fact that you did it. Exactly. You know? Yeah. It doesn't matter. Like if you were a medic or you did this medic, I would think that was great. You know, you were, you'd be, you know, she just didn't get any, you know, um, great areas to work in. And that's, that's unfortunate, but that's what happens, you know, and that's just yeah. the way, just, just the way it goes sometimes. Yeah, you know, yeah. it's just the way life is. It maybe that maybe that was you know a blessing. <laughs> Someone else looking above, sure, saying, sure. "Hey, you don't you don't need to go over. You don't need to go over and do two tours in Iraq or in Iran. You know, you don't you don't need to do that right now." Exactly. You know. Yeah. That's no, and, and yeah, get on yeah, her yeah. for raising her right hand and, yeah. and doing it for a year. And that's right. Exactly. Yep. That's right. Yep. Absolutely. Yep. And a bunch of us say the same thing to her all the time because we're all military vets. We talk to listen. It doesn't matter. It's it's what you you did do. All right, Rob. I I appreciate it. Thank you so much, and uh, have a great rest of your day. Okay. All right, Andrea. Thank you so much. I'll talk to you soon. You take care. You too. Bye now. All right. Bye-bye.